friends, what is up today? I am coming to you feeling like Balaam's donkey. You remember that story in the Old Testament? It's where I've been hunkering down these days for my quiet time in Numbers 22. And Balaam, who's a prophet, but not of the Lord. He's just a prophet for hire. Kings would hire prophets. So he is going on his way to help Balak because they want to curse Israel. And he's on his donkey. The donkey sees the angel of the Lord there in the way. So he stops and the Lord lets the donkey speak. So that's how I'm feeling today is as a, I just want to be the donkey of the Lord, the mouthpiece of the Lord, where I speak some truth and encouragement to you and hope that it is a blessing to you in your parenting path. And today I'm covering why teaching your kids to be good humans, kind and inclusive, might not want to be your parenting end all. Do I want it to be a part of your parenting? Absolutely, without a doubt. But should that be your highest aim in raising your kids? If that sounds intriguing, I hope that you will stay with me either to disagree with me or to agree with me or to get some encouragement. Hey friends, and if we're not friends yet, I hope we soon will be. I'm Kathy Lanham, host of the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm my wife, mom to five, and a grandma, which is my best role yet. I'm a former teacher of the deaf, an ampro photographer, and a business leader. And if you're a Christian who needs some encouragement and wants to grow in their faith, then I hope that you will take the time to stick around because you never know what I'll be teaching on or sharing or who I'll interview over here with life hacks, with business tips and tricks and some faith building built in. I hope that you'll grab your coffee, maybe a pen and a pad of paper as we begin today's episode. Okay, so can I be more controversial than to say, oh, raising your kids to be kind humans? Well, that's a dumb idea. No, I didn't say that and I'm not saying that. I think that we can sometimes have great intentions, but we haven't really thought the plan through. And I see so many of you moms doing such an incredible job raising these kids and grandparents too. You grandmothers, oh my goodness, hats off to you, those of you who are raising your grandchildren. I just went and got to spend a week with two of mine and there are five and three at this current time and found out that the old gray mare just ain't what she used to be. It is hard work and you forget that part of it. It's a lot of work. It's hard work. It's highest calling from the Lord. And I just want to commend you and tell you that you are doing a great job. And so many of you are doing the job and the work of teaching the theory of inclusiveness. And I'll talk about that in a second and raising your kids to be kind and thoughtful not to be a bully, not to pick on others. And we absolutely should teach our kids how to stand up, seek out and befriend others, to teach acceptance. And I ask, are you modeling that at home? Is it more than words? Are you modeling that? If you live in a neighborhood of diversity, how many of these folks that aren't like you are you actually inviting to dinner or for a play date? Are you doing the things that you're teaching your kids to do with your words? Are you doing it with your actions? So that's always an important milestone is that words always follow actions and actions do speak louder than words. So what are your children learning from you? From the things that you say in the car, from the slurs or the frustrations that you have, what are your kids actually learning? If your purpose, teaching your kids to be good humans, kind, helpful, thoughtful, inclusive, at the same time, are you also teaching them to be smart and savvy and hardworking? to take a stand for those things that they believe in and to not back down. All those are great ideals, but here's the point of this podcast is why. Why are we doing that? What's the foundation? Where do you get 
the list of rights and wrongs, what makes something kind and what makes it not. And I'm going to suggest to you that the most important thing we can ever teach our children is the gospel. When we teach our children and our grandchildren the truth of who we are, then all of the other attributes of being Christians, of being Christ followers, should fall in place. Kindness, love, truth, faithfulness, goodness, self-control, all of those things comes as a result of knowing our Lord Jesus. It is the fruit of the Spirit that we're told in the Bible that we are given. And that those should be our character attributes. That should be our qualities. Those should be the things that we attain to. But if we're trying to teach our children to be good humans or just insert all of the wonderful things that we're trying to teach, if we're trying to teach our children all of these great qualities and attributes apart from the word of God and fellowship in a local body, the church. And if we're trying to teach them that all of this is important because being a good person is the most important thing that we can be, then I think we have fallen prey to that same trick of Satan and Eve in the garden. We're falling prey to the thought process that we can be good enough to earn salvation, that we can be good enough people that God will overlook our sins and that heaven is ours, that we get all of the rewards. It's kind of like at the end of a soccer season, everybody gets a trophy. You get a trophy and you get a trophy. And that's not the way God says heaven and entrance into heaven works. I want to just cover some basics on loving your children well. And the first thing I think that's so important that we need to teach our children is that there is a God and he created the heavens and the earth, right? Our standard of morality comes from those 10 commandments again in the word of God. We need to be able to teach that to our children. But our first roadblock is that we don't really believe we're sinners or we don't really believe that the Bible is true or we believe that, yeah, it's it's a good book, but, um, yeah, you know, not so much applicable today. Well, that roadblock or that sin of unbelief, I think, is the thing that we are dealing with more than any other that I see in these days. Apathy follows it, but unbelief, and you're like, well, wait a minute. No, I believe that God's in heaven, and I believe God is good, and I believe he loves all the little children of the world, and I believe in the Bible, and I go to church, but do you believe that the Bible is the true word of God and that from it, we can get all the answers that we need for life. Do we believe that eternity is in the balance? That's what we're talking about here. It's so much bigger than raising good kids. It's so much bigger than being inclusive and seeing the unseen and hearing the ones that need to be heard. We absolutely need to be that, all of those things. But eternity is in the balance and eternity I think is the issue that we really need to be concerned about and looking toward. Teaching our children that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's from Romans 3, 23, in case you don't know that, but that we are all sinners and that we're only saved by grace, that eternity is ours only if we are lining up to the plumb line of God's word. If we know what he says and then we choose to obey it because the Bible says that no matter how good we are, it's like a filthy rag when we compare it to the purity of Jesus of heaven and that there's none of us that are righteous, not even one of us. Nobody can be good enough. That's in Romans 3.10. And the, or the bad news is we're sinners from birth because of what happened in the Garden of Eden. We're sinners. We always want to choose our own way. We're kind of like sheep. Everybody wants to go his own way. 
But God in his graciousness gave us his son, his one and only son that was perfect, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins so that this big goal of being people that are kind and great humans, it has a purpose. We're saved to the glory of his name. But we have another little roadblock in this is that we might give head knowledge to an assent to that, yeah, all that's true, but we don't even really study the Bible. We don't know what it says, so we don't know how we should make choices. We don't know really what's what's right. We know what we feel is right or we know what we think is right, but do we actually really know that we know the truth? So we try really hard to be good, eternal people. We, we're really trying to, to do the right things, but the Bible says that we need to study to show ourselves to be approved. So that would be my encouragement is if that's a roadblock for you, believe all of this stuff, but you don't know what the Bible says, then how about if you learned to study, to show yourself to be approved as the one that doesn't need to be ashamed? That's in the book of 2 Timothy 2, chapter 2, verse 15. We want to be diligent to present ourselves to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Because in, if you keep reading on down, the firm foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. So if we conquer our sin of unbelief, that the Bible is the word of God, and that he says we're sinners, so therefore we are, and then we take that admonition to study the word of God, to know what is true, and we want to teach that to our children, then then we actually are starting to build a great foundation of teaching and loving our children well. It's always very sad to me when people say, yeah, I, religion was crammed down my throat, and my children may be among these. Religion was cram, crammed down my throat, so I'm not going to do that to my children. In the process of that, you're letting a person determine, even if it was your mom or your dad, you're, but you're letting a person determine your eternity. You're choosing to ignore what God says. In the big scheme of things, we need to be teaching our children to follow God, not follow men. Same principle applies in our life. We need to be following God's truth, not the religion or the church's truth that you felt was crammed down your throat. And if you're in the unfortunate and terrible, horrible, awful position of having men and or women who were in authority over you in the church committing heinous crimes, that sin is on them. And that wounding that you have is truly very deep. But that is not who God is. And that is not his character. And he does not want you to live in that victim state. But what happens when we don't give our children the foundation to choose? Then we're telling them that, well, you can really be good enough to go to heaven. Even though the Bible says that's not true. We're saying you can earn it and you can be good enough. Well, that didn't really work out with the Israelites in the Old Testament with the system and pattern of sacrifices. God says, no, I'm going to have to give you my son because you can never be good enough. There's none that's righteous. No, not one. We're saying that the Bible isn't true. And we're teaching our kids that, you know what? In this world, it's a crazy, evil, dog-eat-dog world. You get to make up your own rules of what's right and wrong. And if you're good and nice and kind, you're going to be accepted, liked, and successful. And that is just not reality. That's not the way the world works. We love our children well by giving them a foundation of truth. Now, if you detest, hate, abhor, do not like the way you were raised or the religious institution in which you were reared, here's a suggestion change. 
Look for a Bible teaching church that can encourage you and teach you the truth of God's word. Look for a group that you can grow with and learn from. Now, I would encourage you not to look for the perfect church because as soon as you go through the doors, you're going to mess it up. And spoiler, there are no perfect churches. Are there hypocrites in the church? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are there hypocrites that we work with? Absolutely. Is there a hypocrite in your own heart? Mm, Absolutely. That's just the fact of the matter. That doesn't change that God is good. His word is true and he wants his very best for us and that he has a plan for our life. As you're looking to teach your children God's word and God's truth and how they can make their choice, study the Bible with them. I'm going to give you four things that you can do with your children. And one is to study the Bible with them. Get a devotional study Bible that they can understand and study it with them. Make it a part of your morning routine. Make it a part of your nighttime routine where you're going to actually just read a Bible story and discuss it with them. Memorize scripture together. Nothing better in the whole wide world. There's You can just take the Bible and you can pick out different verses or there's lots of scripture resources. There's even apps for your phone. There's cards you can buy, all kinds of fun ways to memorize scripture. Scripture tapes and songs, which is really cool. I was reminded of that watching my grandchildren this weekend. They want a song at night. They read a book and they have a song and I'm like, I don't remember any songs. And then just one that I had taught my children from Steve Green long ago, When I Am Afraid, I Will Trust in You, is actually a scripture verse. And I didn't even remember that. I'm just like, oh Lord, I need a song. And that's the one that popped up. But it's When I Am Afraid, I Will Trust. When I'm Afraid, I Will Trust in You and God Whose Word I Praise. So it was pretty cool that that popped up and it was just a scripture from long ago. So there's whole downloads of songs. There's whole albums of songs of nothing but scripture where really clever people have put scripture to to music. It's cool. And then we're encouraged to teach God's word as we're coming, as we're going, as we're standing in our house, out of our house, write it on our foreheads, write it on the portals of our door. Now that was an instruction specifically given to the, to the Israelites before they left Egypt, that we're to teach it all the time. Anytime, pray for those ambulances that go by. Teach your children to pray. Teach them to study and then worship together. Give them a foundation for which they can choose because that's your best and highest love is when you teach them that God is for them and not against them. But God cannot be for them if they don't know him, if they choose to reject him. And you're like, well, you know, they're not going to reject him. They're going to be good and I'm not going to force religion. Well, that's fine philosophy if you're talking about picking out an outfit. But it's just a terrible choice for parenting. Because if you, like me, enjoy the Big Bang Theory and all they hear in their song is the whole universe was in a hot, dense state and you skip through to the bottom, math, science, history, unraveling the mysteries that all started with a Big Bang, unless you also teach them that God said it so it happened, bang, then they're hearing these secular worlds and their teachers teaching them things very opposite to what the Bible says. And in a world of hopelessness, where do we find our hope? In a world that is set against them, where do we find encouragement? In a world of evil, how do we stay true and how do we know the firm foundation of the Lord and that they were chosen before the foundation of the world if as parents we don't teach it to them? Do we want to be teaching our kids to be kind, respectful, inclusive, helpful, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. And you guys are doing such a good job of that. But in doing that, I also want to encourage you to teach them that that the reason we want to be kind, good humans is because God first told us that's his plan for us, that he has a plan for us that includes eternity. And he wants us 
to be his friends and to spend eternity with him. To that end, he sent his only son, the Lord Jesus, to die in our place to pay for those sins that we couldn't pay for ourselves. We can't be good enough. We can't do enough. We can't be kind enough. So today, it is my prayer, it is my heartfelt desire that I would be like Balaam's donkey, speaking God's word to you, stopping you in the path of just being good and encouraging you to be faithful, to be Christ-like, to be his, to be known as God's friend. And in doing that, you can pass that foundation and give your children choices and options as to how then they should live. Now, I kind of feel like I was preaching at you today, but I want you to hear my heart of love and the love I have for your kiddos, that we are doing a good work, that we're not to grow weary and get tired of doing good. Keep doing the same next right things. You guys are crushing it. I want to be an encouragement to you. If you have questions and if you have concerns, please DM me on Insta. Let me know. Join us in the Facebook group. You can always do that. And then if you're not sure where you stand, I would really love for you to take that little foundational Bible study that you can find over on my website. We've removed the price, so it shouldn't be a barrier to anybody. Go over to the website, kathylanham.com, and check out Five Days to Faith. Super simple, super easy study that will help you wrap your head around some of these truths and will point you to the verses and the scripture that I left. And in addition to that, I'm going to also put on my website scripture alphabet verses. So that's a fun way. It's a little book I made up. Super easy way for you to teach your kids scripture based on the alphabet. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.